Hey, welcome, welcome. You're listening to The Eva Show. I'm your host, Eva Miller, and this is episode 32. If I asked you what's keeping you from doing something you want to do, like make some kind of a lifestyle change that you want, but probably looks different from most of the people around you, or what's stopping you from changing jobs or learning a new skill or having another kid, moving, starting a new business on the side, or pursuing a hobby you're interested in or curious to know more about, what would you answer? Would you say something like, I don't really have the time, my job's really demanding, I'm not super organized, I procrastinate too much, I don't really have the confidence, I'm not sure I'm ready. Well, those stories that you tell yourself may be true to a certain extent. Maybe your self-doubt really is a problem. Maybe you are a little scatterbrained and not very well organized. Maybe you do waste a lot of time. But those were probably not the biggest or the main reasons that you're not doing something that you want to do. There's a good chance that something underneath those things is what's really holding you back. And today, I want to bring your awareness to what some of those things might be that are holding you back, just for you to consider. And maybe as I go through them, you'll hear yourself and you can spend some time reflecting. Okay, here we go. Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. You don't know how to tap into your own intuition or you don't trust it. Maybe you've learned to dismiss or ignore your intuition and check in with others instead of with yourself. And this might be as simple as trying to decide whether to cut your hair short into a pixie style or keep the length and just trim it and get some layers. Or maybe it's something with more serious long-term consequences like selling everything you own to buy an RV and hit the road. And on the surface, asking someone else for their thoughts isn't a bad thing. The bad part is when you put too much stock in what they say or what they think. Because that person's opinion or belief has been developed by all the junk in their background, which is probably different than the junk in your background. So now you're adding more new junk to your mind to have to sort through. And even if their feedback is compelling and sounds logical, that doesn't mean it's right for you. And only you can truly know that. You know, when you were growing up, maybe nobody ever sat with you and talked through the process of following your thoughts or your ideas or your desires. You know, maybe you were, like me, conditioned to be a people pleaser. Or maybe somebody who was a big influence in your life was a negative person and always slanted and spun everything in that direction. And maybe you weren't encouraged or given the security to try new things in a controlled environment when you were a kid. And so you've grown up. That's carried over. Whatever the situation, it ultimately led to you not relying or trusting yourself. And if this is you, I encourage you to practice the habit of listening for your own voice, because that's how you learn to trust yourself and your intuition. 
through the act of listening on the deepest level for the most single pulse of truth that moves through you. So even with the distractions of other people's ideas and the internal noise in our heads that pulls us in all kinds of different directions, your decision and commitment to not move until you have a sense of clarity of what really feels true to you, that's what teaches you to trust your own voice. And you have to remember to keep things in perspective because sometimes things feel big that in the long run, in the big scheme of things, really aren't. Like, not to be dismissive, but let's go back to the hair example. It's just hair. If you cut it off in a pixie and you don't like it, it'll grow back. But the truth is, even if you love it, at some point in your life, there's a pretty good chance you're going to look back at old pictures in a few years and go, what the heck was I thinking when I did that? So let me ask you something. Do you really believe someone else knows you better than you know you? Knows your needs, understands your desires, and wants the very best for you more than you do? I mean, your doctor might understand some things about the way the body works more than you do, but she doesn't know more about your body than you do because she doesn't live in it. How can she? And I'm not saying don't ever consult with the doctor, but I am saying that we have been conditioned throughout our lives not to trust ourselves. And I don't believe that we are better off because of it. I think we're worse off. Don't be afraid to make your own rules. Despite what you've been taught and what you tell yourself, you don't owe anybody an explanation and you don't have to ask for permission. And know that when you make a decision, if you feel bad or sad about it after it's made, that doesn't mean you made the wrong decision. And if it doesn't look the way you expected it to or the way you were hoping to at first, that also doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. Sometimes you just have to manage the decision after you make it and it works out. Okay, that's the first one. The second one goes right along with it. And that is what's holding you back is that you care too much about what other people think. Maybe you're worried that they'll think it's a stupid idea or that you're weird or crazy. Or maybe you're worried that they don't think you have what it takes to be successful. And if they don't get what it is that you're doing or you want to do, maybe you're afraid of being left out or left behind if it's too different. And even though those other people aren't paying your bills, they're not doing the thing, they don't want to do the thing that you want to do, and even if they're not happy with their own lives, misery loves company. And so they don't care if you're feeling inspired or fulfilled or depleted. And instead of stepping out and doing it, you think you're playing it safe and doing nothing. So if that describes you, how happy are you with that pulling at you? I know sometimes you can ignore it, you can get distracted and maybe even blow it off sometimes, but other times, don't you feel unsettled because you know you're not in alignment? You know something's not completely right? So why can't you make your own rules? Are you going to cling to what everybody else thinks you should do and how they think it should be done? Because the thing that you're feeling pulled to or called to, was that a group project? 
Was that a conference call? Or is it ultimately just you lying in bed at night, feeling either deeply satisfied with where you are or wishing you had something different or more? I know sometimes the idea of having to tell someone important to us that we're changing directions or starting something or stopping something and getting their reaction feels really big or heavy or maybe both big and heavy and scary. But it's not going to stay that way forever. In fact, I'd bet money most of the things that feel so big to us don't even feel big for more than a few weeks or months. And the farther away we get from it, the smaller it feels. And then one day we look back and wonder, gosh, why was I spinning out the way I was? I might have overreacted a little bit. You know, when you look back, you think those things. And that's what happens when you grow through what you go through. Okay, the third thing that is keeping you from doing something you really want is that you care about doing it well, but you get stuck gathering information and deciding the best approach. Because, you know, we tell ourselves, ah, I'm not ready. I need to get a few things settled so I can do it right. I don't want to start and stop and start over again or get stuck halfway. Is that you? Are you so afraid of failing or being bad at it that you refuse to take action until you feel confident or you have every detail figured out? That was me. When I was thinking about starting a podcast five years ago, I did some research And then I sat and thought about it for four years. And by thought about it, what I really mean is I thought of all the reasons why I wasn't qualified, the reasons why I wasn't equipped, and all the things that I lacked in order to do that. I didn't think about who I could help. I didn't think about the fact that someone out there was praying for the very kind of help I give people. I didn't think about the fact that I would eventually get better at it. I only focused and thought about being afraid of doing something wrong and embarrassing myself. But as you know, if you're listening to this, obviously I started it. And guess what? I didn't die. I'm still here. I mean, obviously I've made some mistakes. You know, sometimes I listen to an older episode and I hear how squeaky or low or weird my voice is. Or I think of something that I should have said differently or done differently that might have made the episode better. It's not perfect, but I'm not letting my fear stop me from doing it. And when you send me a message letting me know that something I said in an episode landed with you and brought clarity to your situation, I realize that me being on purpose and showing up here and serving you is a hell of a lot more important than worrying about insignificant things like whether I tripped over my words or I said something that sounds more rough around the edges and should have been more polished. So it's okay if you're watching and researching and talking to someone who's done something similar and figuring out the cost and making outlines and lists and organizing and thinking of a name or creating a logo or picking your colors. In and of themselves, none of those things are bad. I think they're actually really wise things to consider. And the fact that you even care enough about those to want to dive into those kind of details is awesome. I think it says a lot about who you are and your desire for excellence. 
right up until it keeps you frozen in place because you got paralysis from all the analysis you did and you ended up doing nothing. If there is a direction that you feel pulled in or something you feel called to do, at some point, you're going to have to trust that when you get to the edge of what you know and see and can rely on, and you're looking over the cliff onto, well, like, you know, nothing that looks safe or comfortable, you've got to know that when you step off that edge, the thing that is doing the pulling is either going to magically enable you to fly or something is going to come out of nowhere for you to step on. Kind of like in Super Mario Brothers, when you reach that sky level with the cranes and the blocks and you had to jump, and then sometimes you had to jump first and then something would swoop in from off screen and you'd land on it and it would take you to the next thing. Like that. Don't be so afraid of your calling that instead of getting ready, you sit around and wait for someone to come along and wave a wand and turn your pumpkin into a coach. You don't have to see the final destination before you start your journey. You can just get ready. And then when you're ready, the vehicle for the next phase will be there. Okay, this last one, I think it's probably bigger than you might initially think when I say it. And when I say it, it might sound like I'm being judgmental. But I promise you, that is not where this comes from. This comes from my experience. And so with all the empathy compassion, and love in my heart, I respectfully say, sometimes what's holding you back is that you are wallowing in self-pity. You are stuck because you feel sorry for yourself. You're focused on who did you wrong, the betrayal, the broken trust, and you're hurting, and you see yourself as a victim. You are emotionally sitting in a corner, cradling your hurt and betrayal like it's a beautiful newborn baby. You're mesmerized and you're sitting there marveling and taking it all in. When my granddaughter Ryan was born last month and I held her, I sat there and I looked at all of her amazing hair. She's the first baby to be born with hair. So I sat there and and looked at all of her hair and felt it. I looked at the tiny little pores in her skin and the shape of her ears and how long her eyelashes were and her long fingers and her nose and how it looks like her big sisters and how the shape of her eyes and the way they're angled are like her mom's. And that's you. You're over there playing it on a loop, reliving the expression on his face when he said the thing that broke your heart. You're thinking about the way she sneered or scoffed at you when she said it, the tone he said it in, the sounds of the background noises when it was happening the color of the shirt she had on, his body language or the hand gestures, the way she said it, you are not responsible for the cards that were dealt to you. Your responsibility is for how you play them. And I'm not saying ignore your feelings or pretend it didn't hurt or that you're fine when you're not fine. Sometimes you have to sit with the pain in order to move through it so it doesn't get stuck in your body. You do know that's what happens with trauma, don't you? Like it stays in the body until you move it. And you can choose to clutch onto everything wrong that has been done to you and drown. Or you can rewrite the story about how you lived. But you have to heal and forgive before you're able to go anywhere emotionally. By forgiving, I don't mean you forgive and say, oh, it's okay. It's all right. It's not okay. It's not all right. But you have to forgive for you. You have to let it go. 
and move on. Because if you've been betrayed by a partner or a parent or a friend, someone you thought was a friend, it takes time to go through all that and process it. And there's not a timeline for how long that takes. But if it's all you can think about and you're just playing it over and over in your mind and you always come back to it, that's a sign it's taking over and it's interfering. So which of those four things is handcuffing you? Is it that you care too much about what other people think because caring some is fine, but too much is too much? Is it that you don't trust yourself or don't know how to tap into your own intuition? Is it because you really care about doing it excellence, but you get stuck gathering information and trying to decide the best way to do it? Or is it because you're wallowing in self-pity? These are the exact things I help people with in my coaching program. I don't promise everything is going to be perfect in your life on the other side of our time together, but I do promise that you will have tools to help you calm your nervous system, listen to your own voice, tap into your intuition, and know what's right for you and to stop running to other people for validation and take back your power. If you want to know more about this and find out how I can help you, the link to my calendar is in the show notes. That's all I've got for you this time. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, Changemaker, that's it for me this time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in working with me, you can book a Blue Skies Discovery call. It's totally free. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for being here. Talk to you next Monday.